everybody welcome to the world's okayest mountain bike podcast and uh i'm gonna be right back and kyle and ryan are gonna start this thing while i go grab some headphones <laughs> what's right, up so everybody holler and so it's a friday we are all wildly bored at the end of the work week and have an opportunity to jump on so we're gonna do this we're, we're starting a little bit later because i uh i was busy at the shop negotiating for my new gravel bike <laughs> Your your timeout what? My new what gravel bike. Gravel bike. It would be gravel bike. Yeah, like a like a road bike, but with the knobby tires. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting. I I wonder. I wonder. You're getting a gravel bike, and this is very funny because I think my dedicated trainer bike for my. Uh, my tax trainer Zwift setup will maybe see more gravel than your actual gravel bike. I think. <laughs> no, so I, I've got I've got a hundred mile I've got a hundred mile weekend uh, scheduled already for a trip in April. So right. uh, it'll 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 get a hundred it'll 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 get a hundred miles on that weekend for sure. And then I'm gonna it'll have to see some miles before that weekend getting ready for it. So I'm gonna have to start doing. I'm going to have to start doing a 30 mile ride at least probably once a week here. Once the weather gets semi-decent. Um, okay. But it, it's good for me. It's going to be, it's, it's just going to be the only drop bar bike that I have. So it'll double as a road bike. It'll double as a gravel bike. It'll, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not like a full blown, like 650 B gravel bike. It'll be a proper like road, road, you know, road setup drop yeah. bar uh, gravel bike. Yeah. But you know, I figured if I'm going to do it, I might as well get, I might as well get a, get get one and then have a bike and then you, you know how i do it I'll, I'll sell it next spring anyways yeah of course so what'd you get a crux no i can't well that's the thing is so like I, I wanted to diverge um i the crux oh, yeah. is too rich for me they only do race bikes the crux is only like essentially a race bike so their their cheapest build is a forty five hundred dollar bike um yeah, which is out of my price range but so what i'm looking at and i haven't 100 percent decided yet so i'm looking at an aluminum comp diverge with uh an apex uh sram apex group on it so it's like uh i guess that's a one by 11 maybe it's one by 12 um or i'm looking at uh an otso which is a wolf tooth carbon bike with um with dt swiss wheels and a full shimano grx group on it yeah those are pretty sweet yeah yeah so both that we've got both of them i talked to I talked to the shop and he, he said he don't mind me grabbing either of them. And I told him, I was like, well, I, you know, I, you know, you guys know what my deal is, but I, I didn't want to pull something that we're going to sell. And the, the Otso, he said, it's been there since late summer. And he said, I, at this point, I don't care. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very so we'll nice. See. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Clinton's not back yet. You going to, you coming over to do some more dirt bike building tomorrow night? I am back. Yeah. I don't know. Can I come do some dirt bike building? What's that? Yeah, why? Can I come? Dude, if I can, I'm there, man. I got. I think we've got a whole night of stuff that me and you got to do before we can really start moving forward. We've got a ton of mechanical stuff we got to knock out on that thing. Yeah, let's uh, do like last week, seven o'clock. Cool, seven o'clock, and we'll do tires. I'm gonna rebuild my entire starter assembly. Um, We'll knock out some tires. We'll get the whole cooling system rebuilt back up, um, and then kind of start getting uh, getting pieces together. Sweet. Sweet. Well, let's let's get this pod really uh really salted up. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm here now. I caught the uh, I caught it from the tail end of talking about Kyle's new bike, and he has a hundred mile weekend scheduled. I know. Yeah. Who is this guy, Ryan? Who? Yeah, I, I don't know. So I've got Next I've got a very very close. Me. Next, he's going to be challenging me for BT Epic, just like you. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> no, so I've got a very 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 good friend of mine who is not by any stretch of the imagination a bike guy. And that sounds weird, but he actually rides quite a bit. So he's just not like, you know, the traditional bike guy and he nerds out about bike stuff. He just has a bike and actually does a fair amount of riding. Um, and he really likes Katie trail rides. And so we, he's got, he, every spring he does a ride, I think it's from here to Herman and back. And so it's like 50 or 55 or something like that out to Herman. And then for them, I think it's pretty much the, uh, just a drinking ride where they stop at every brewery and winery along the way. And by the time you get to Herman, set up your tent all hammered and then pedal home um I probably won't participate in all that but uh, the uh the ride he, he really wants me to go on this year and I, I don't feel like doing it on a single speed mountain bike so that kind of sounds fun though i mean yeah, no it'll be it'll be a great weekend yeah 55 miles i get that it's gravel and the katie trail's pretty much flat and smooth and it's a big day but you don't the ride katie trail is, is, <laughs> katie trail is deceiving though that's, That's what I, like if this it. was pavement, no problem. But I think you're yeah, gonna be hurt pretty good, Kyle. I think you're gonna <laughs> be too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I think I think here's the thing: is it's not gonna be like a hammer fest. It'll be, it'll be you know, ten miles to Defiance, grab a beer at Good News, hang out for thirty minutes to an hour, and then fifteen miles out to Augusta, grab a beer. You know what I mean? It'll. It'll be a very broken up, casual pace ride. I mean, and I think we're going to be stuffing ourselves full of carbs and food the whole time anyways. So, like, in a 12-hour window, 50 miles won't be that bad on gravel. Well, wow. your no legs climbing. and your lungs might be fine. Hard. I think your hind parts are going to start hurting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get out. Hey. Yeah. Hey, can I, can I segue this, Clinton? I mean, perfect segue. Okay. Uh, Are you there? I know you're driving. If You might be cutting out. Just a little bit. Kyle, what kind of pedals are going to go on this bike? Oh, they'll be... You did. So, what kind of pedals are going to go on this bike? Yeah. The only thing I can think of would be the most advanced set of flats the market has. To oh offer. my gosh! Okay, people. So Rich, full oh, disclosure. Rich. Oh, I was a little wound up this morning. Oh, this is why we're doing a, a podcast today, because uh, I was I was wound up. No, just kidding. I'll, I'll be running XTR <laughs> XTR SPD pedal. But but go ahead, Glenn. Tell us why oh. you're fired up today. I don't. And, understand. And it got me fired up. <laughs> I, I do not i cannot fathom the mountain bike accessory industry i can't get my head around it uh hopped on pink bike and it was either yesterday or today or a combination of both it's like what's in the news more new flat pedals oh W's no. rolling out flat pedals race face has got some new flat pedals Yoshimura, these have been out for a while, but Yoshimura is a pipe company in the motocross world. They have flat pedals. I guess we, can, yeah, I guess we need to just get into the flat pedal business. 
I don't understand how there can be a market for this. Who, once you buy a pair of flat pedals that they work, like they all work, right? To buy another pair for the rest of your life. I guess if you have more bikes and you want more, then you need to buy some. But it's this, this blows my mind. Like they literally bring nothing of real value or innovation or change or any sort of significant improvement to the mountain bike landscape with every new set of flat pedals that comes out like but, but it's Clinton, i want to stop you because you're just you're insulting flat pedal companies right now i am I mean, though you know company a makes a flatter flat pedal than company b and you know it yeah, I, and here's, which, here's which I'm sure they, they're like, company. Here's the problem, Brian, is it's not just company A and company B. It's company C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z, double A, double B, double C, double. Like, <laughs> it's, the, it's how can there in Missouri. <laughs> this many options and how can the industry support it is beyond. That, I can't. I know, uh, dude. That's what I don't understand is that it's not like anybody is really trying to make the world's most incredible set. They're just making other options of a decent set. Like nobody is like saying we have billet machine titanium ones with titanium everything for $400. It's like everybody's making the same $100 aluminum pedal, $50 plastic pedal. And I'm like, how is there any margin left in any of the manufacturing processes for any of these companies to be profitable whatsoever making the exact same damn pedal? Like, now, I buy pedals based on what brand I like, not at all based on performance. And that means I buy Deity pedals exclusively because I like Deity. Like, I'm not going to say Deity makes the nicest pedal, but, like, I do really like their pedals. Because your Deity pedal, you know, there's there's just a few different really pit layouts. The caveat to that is if you make an American flag-themed product, I'm going to buy it. And in this case, I did buy a set of Crank Brothers pedals because they did make a Team USA flat pedal for the 2019 yeah but they're just uh, red aren't they like just red yeah no no they are red with blue pins (laughs) oh and and not not only just blue pins there's a there's a there's a star and stripes on the side etched into the red Uh 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 uh-huh yeah and they were limited which of course if you're gonna intrigue me at all slap the word limited edition on it and make it american flag colors and you 100 percent will guarantee that i will purchase it I'm just I saying. Bought it, I, bought it, I bought my fourth full screwdriver set from a company that I didn't need a screwdriver set from because they made an American flag screwdriver set, and it was a super premium, high quality product. But I bought it anyways because I just had to have it. I'm just saying. Uh, there's a pair of pedals on my dad's e-bike that I gave him that I had extra flat pedals, right? And I got them back when I first started riding. They came on my first legit good bike, that intense taser hardtail I had. And that was, that bike's from, I don't even know how, it was like a 2012. And those pedals, I have a set of uh, Sam Hill signatures on my current dirt, dirt jump bike. Guys, we... Th- we reached the, we reached the pinnacle of flat pedal technology years and years ago, and yet just new ones just keep on coming, and I can't. 
maybe here's what I think. I'm about to insult like half of our listener base. So this could be our last podcast. Oh, uh, here we go. Here's what I really think. Flat pedal riders for mountain bike trail riding. They know that their feet come off the pedals in ways that people who clip in like us don't have to deal with. And they're always desperately searching for these super marginal improvements because they're not willing to clip in, but they just keep thinking, but if I just get a better pedal, I'll have, it'll, it truly will have all the advantages of being clipped in and I'll still be on flat pedals. And so a new flat pedal comes out and they think maybe this is it. And it's not, it never is because you can't be like i mean i don't know what else gravity is gravity you're telling gravity me is gravity and 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 bumps are bumps but i just, i don't get it it you know that's not a bad theory though i hadn't really thought about that but that's probably it's, it. it it's that's the only thing i mean yeah. once oh, people is. who clip in like once they find the pedal they like that's just the pedal you you know if you get another bike and you need new pedals, or after a couple years, you know, maybe the mechanism might start wearing out. Maybe I don't, doesn't happen a lot, but you just, you get the one that you're, you know, this is the one I like. I'm used to it, the end, but because like you're satisfied with the performance. Whereas I think flat pedal guys are always like, they're never really satisfied deep down in their heart, you know, especially going up technical or bumpy climbs. I think there's a little bit of, clip envy there and so they get suckered into buying the next flat pedal thinking it will somehow stick to their shoe a little better or something and that's how they keep making new ones like that and it's not that they keep making new ones or new colors it's like companies that have never made a pedal before come out with a new flat pedal and it's exactly like all the other ones it offers nothing new whatsoever which is fine if you like the way they look, but it's just like, what? how are there enough people buying these to support it? It's kind of like every couple, you know, years, uh, I liken it to like when Obama got elected for his second term. I remember this. Gun stores popped up all over because everyone was freaking out thinking that they were going to ban guns. And so like people who didn't even own a gun started buying guns all these i mean in my little town like two gun stores popped up like overnight and they <laughs> lasted for like a year and then they were gone because once people that realized that that wasn't going to happen or they they bought that gun like it didn't lead to them buying 10 more guns like right they got their gun they've got the same one they bought then i don't like how is there enough repeat business in the flat pedal for a company to be like, you know what we need to do? We need to come out with a flat pedal, which mind you, it's not like they can call up an OEM and spec their high end, nice aluminum pedal on an OEM bike. Like that doesn't happen. Right. Cheap bikes get plastic pedals. Expensive bikes get no pedals. Right. And right. how they can say to themselves, like, there are enough riders out there that are dissatisfied with their current flat pedal, or there's enough new riders coming in that we can capture some of them and be their first flat pedal to justify paying to manufacture a new flat pedal. 
is it just the cheapest thing in the world to make? Like, I cannot wrap my head around this. I can't. Well, and the, the weirder thing than that is that there's a lot of companies that share the same manufacturing, the same everything, and it literally is the same pedal, just with a different logo etched in the middle. I mean, you know, like, there's there's definitely brands that are doing their own things. I mean, like, so I'll be perfectly honest. Like, I had a set of NS Radiance pedals uh, on my slope-style bike for five years, and they were fantastic flat pedal. Um, and then I recently got the new Stamp pedals from uh crank brothers because they were very cleverly marketed marketed to a very specific kyle krangle um and so i got those and, and, and it, it is it's a better pedal like it just is like it, it is a, it was a 169 dollar set of flats which is completely unreasonable oh my God. Um, okay okay hang on time on let's do our viewers some justice that listen to us and elaborate on that then kyle because i don't know what makes that flat pedal better? So if some okay. of our listeners are thinking about going to flats, what should they look for then? Because I, here I am thinking flat is flat. So a flat pedal is great. Maybe it's not wide enough or long enough. Maybe that makes it better. And I'm sure, well, it, but it's not that know. some are better than others. It's just, we kind of reached, like you can already get as good of a flat pedal as can be made. And now what I'm saying is it's the new ones that keep coming out every year. As far as I can tell, like there's about three major styles of them that have already existed for a long time. And these companies that like PNW just came out with the loam pedal. Like I just don't believe that pedal offers something that hasn't been on the market for years. Well, well it probably but, doesn't, but, but PNW has, a, has growing their customer base and they might think that, Oh, the same customers buying handlebars wants to buy their dropper yeah. lever, and now we can offer yeah. them a set of pedals. So, no, no, yeah, that's exactly I'm sure. it. Hundred percent, that is it. That they've built up a brand, and where they've got loyal customers that like their products, and just think to themselves, you know, if we produce a pedal, it'll offer our, it'll offer us something that our brand currently isn't offering, and add an additional twenty percent profit to our annual sales. Like it offers nothing to the market, but now you've got a customer base that'll spend pedal money with you instead of with somebody else who makes pedals if you don't make pedals. So I think it's just brands using their, you know, their marketing and their customer base to expand their sales. That's all that it is. And I, I think that's mostly what it is. I don't think we've had anybody in recent years say we have created and perfected the flat pedal and like really i think that crank brothers pedal i have is i can't imagine getting better than that i mean it is a great pedal i, I, I can't imagine like being science. the guy i can't imagine the guy being hired by company x to go we need you to create the greatest flat pedal <laughs> and that's well, his that, job that, and that happened within the past like five years so like the clinton's point a little bit is that flat pedal technology like what we consider and have evaluated all to make to be a great flat pedal all really came around within the past 10 years so like up until about 10 years ago the traditional pedals were traditional pedals you had brands like wellgo um odyssey it was all bmx based for the most part but it was all just in shimano making flat pedals and all, all it was was that it was a flat pedal and it was 20 millimeters thick so BMX brands, a couple of flat pedal brands, you know, over the past like 10 years, about 10 years ago, realized that you have a more stable platform if you can thin the platform out and it, 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 it's a better, you move, you lose, you lose area underneath your foot. So you're not pedal striking as much. And then you have a more stable platform 
And then they figured out around that same time frame is if they do that and they add a little bit of con convex to it so that you're concave to it so that your convex foot fits in it better, it'll you'll have a better connection with the pedal. And so, but that technology and that understanding has really been there for like God, 10 years at this point. I mean, maybe more. Yeah. I'm I stand you. corrected. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand that. So I stand. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. like flat, modern flat pedals are way better than what flat pedals were 15 years ago. I mean, like there was a pretty true. big, I jump. agree with that. I agree with that yeah. completely. I used to have, when I was at Mizzou, Kyle, the, uh, you know, my awesome setup was a pair of vans, skate shoes and some super tenderizers. Yeah. Do you remember right. the super tender? And those were trash compared to what I've got now. Right. But I'm kind of like, what is the point you know but that was a but that was a 65 or 70 dollars set of pedals back in its day too you know steel bearings probably magnesium body you know like and that was the pinnacle of pedal technology but now like like bike places or bike shop manufacturing places are owning cnc machines so they can start making billet pedals they can start doing all kinds of stuff you know what i mean yeah Man, what do you guys what do you guys what do you guys think about the bear claw <laughs> uh i know what you're talking about i think i don't want to touch them with my <laughs> shoes i can't I believe back in the 90s woo baby they ooh, i still got the scars on my shoes oh man the big the, like the stamped steel bear traps yeah those were gnarly yeah, yeah yeah so don't misunderstand and say that like there's not better or worse flat pedals i don't believe that at all i mean i've broke a composite pair and some are definitely better than others. It's just, it blows my mind that they're at this point, there's still enough demand to justify new people moving into the space that aren't offering any sort of improvement. That's well, and here's the thing. Been, too, I've like, been ranting about pedals for the last 18 minutes though. Like we got to move on at some point. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we salty about? All right. All right. Cause I got like five minutes and then I probably got to roll, but what else are we salty about guys? Uh, it's so damn cold and I can't ride my bike right now. That's what I'm salty about. I'm I mad. I'm, mad. I'm out of shape. I'm packing my body full of sugar and carbs all day, every day. And I'm buying a friggin' gravel bike so I can put it in my trainer and hate my life a little bit less. <laughs> I need That's a trainer. Here's what I'm salty about is I don't have even a... Oh, no. I, I've, been, I've been searching Facebook Marketplace for someone local with just like a used... 150 200 stationary bike to put in my house and i still can't find one oh. i went to my local gym and they've got tons that nobody uses try to get them to sell me one but apparently they got them as like a package deal or some weird thing i don't know Dude, hey I'm, I'm here's what we could do real quick row machine <laughs> well i'm gonna end up with one because my parents got one for christmas a really nice magnetic rower I helped them pick out and eventually they're never going to use it. And then it's going to become mine. So <laughs> that's in the long-term plan boys. Um, here's what we could do real quick. And we'll let Ryan go first, just in case he gets home. But uh, we, we never did podcast about what we wanted for Christmas. So let's uh, what's, what, what did you get for Christmas mountain bike related? Have you gotten to use it or what are you most excited about? Ryan, go ahead, go first. Um, uh, I honestly, I got one thing mountain bike, bike industry related, but I, I am pretty stoked on it because with not, not to go pumping brands or anything, but obviously we're now specialized guys. And, uh, my mother-in-law kudos to Carrie got me an awesome specialized t-shirt and I, I'm totally digging it. And so 
Now I just need warmer weather to rock my specialized t-shirt. But I got nothing else because I'm waiting on my bike and I got everything I need for my frame once it comes in and we're ready to roll. But nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm right. pumped on that. So, yeah. Man, I need no, to much buy like, it. Thursday. Damn it. <laughs> Man, much like Ryan. So. I, I didn't. Hang on. Hang on. Real quick. I didn't even ask for it. She just she just knew I I, I was getting a specialized and she sought the, the T-shirt out. And it's a really cool T-shirt. And nice. I got it, so I am just pumped on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right, Kyle, you go. You can go next. Okay. So I did also get a specialized hat, which I was pumped about because uh, you know us. We've got to rep, rep what we ride and what we sell. So I got a flat bill, proper like flat bill, bike bro, uh, enduro bro, specialized hat, which is awesome. And then I, my favorite bike related thing. Man, I hope I hope nobody listens to this and thinks of something that they got me that I didn't mention and I'm forgetting about but I think the, one of the most favorite things that I got was a uh, digital shock pump so I've been using like an old tr like traditional like dial gauge uh, rock shock pump for the past like 10 years and so um, a bunch of brands started doing these nice digital pumps so I actually have a Fox branded digital shock pump now and it is so much nicer than anything I've ever used before um, so that was hey, awesome since, I, I should have I'll, I'll speak up we should trade because I'm a Fox guy and you're RockShox guy and I got the RockShox digital one. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What Kyle should trade with me because he's gonna he's gonna pump his fork and shock up to whatever the recommendation is one time and then never touch it again. Whereas <laughs> I would like <laughs> I'd be out there testing half PSI differences, you know. <laughs> no, that's probably true. But I do have 16 bikes at my house. And nine of which have air shocks and forks and stuff. So I, I have a whole fleet of bikes that I maintain with it. <laughs> hey, I learned. So I used I had a a, a two peak uh, pump, and I finally I killed it. I blew out the the hose. Sounded oh, like a twenty two gunshot went off next to me. Is what it sounded like. Yeah. Um, Guess it's getting old, and I, you know, you bend over time. You bend the hoses, and they, I guess, they just start to get a weak spot. I mean, I've had it since 2016. Is the it's the only one I had ever owned, and yeah, I had to get a new. I got a new Fox one. It's still analog, but it has like a swivel head, which is kind of yeah. nice, so you can always get the yeah. angle. Um, but yeah, so I ended That's up a getting. That's Yeah, that was good, I and then you'll. Oh, go ahead. Well, the only other thing I got that I wanted to mention, because my wife got it for me, and I love her, and she might listen to the podcast, um, was a Park Tool tire inflator, like the a shop one. So it'll do Presta or Schrader mm -hmm. with the big, like, three-inch gauge on it, and it hooks up to a yeah. compressor. So it's just like a normal compressor uh, shop-style one. It's a super expensive Park Tool that my wife got for me, which I've oh. wanted for, like, years. I just could never justify spending the money on it, so I'm pumped to have that. Oh, man. Mega I wish I had that that, that night. I had to switch, like, six tires around all at once yep. that would yep. have been handy that's yep. a lot better than like getting the little spray nozzle and like trying to angle it just right on the valve stem to seat the tire and all that nonsense yep yeah so what did i so i ended up getting uh part of this i had to pay for myself just because it was expensive but i got the cascade link for the stumpy evo which I actually got it in November and put it on my bike. And then I took off the old link and cleaned it up really good and put it in the box and gave it to my mom to wrap. 
which she didn't find right. out about till after Christmas that that what I opened was actually the stock link and I had already put the part on my bike. So I'm a bad person. Uh, that's epic. So that's been good. You know. But we we actually talked about that already in a previous podcast on the review pod of our bikes, Kyle. So I won't get into that. But I also got and I had I got a pair of these last year and I love them. And I think if you live in Missouri and you want to ride in the warmer winter days and in the spring that I got a pair of uh, Fox uh, Ranger water pant, like the 3L waterproof pants. And I love those things like. That is a game changer, you know, basically for me, if it's under 55 degrees or 50 degrees, I'm wearing them even if it's dry. And then even if it's in the 50s, even into the low 60s, if it's damp or rainy or whatever, I'm wearing them because it's just it's so much nicer than getting your legs all wet and cold. Um, You know, I can go out in the winter, which I don't tend to ride if it's under 30 degrees, but I will ride when it's in the 30s. I've put those on. I've got some cheap. They're cheap neoprene shoe covers. Um, bar mitts. And I started running those last year when I'd ride in the winter and my feet stayed dry and warm. My hands stayed dry and warm. My whole body stayed dry and warm with the pants. And I could actually ride pretty stinking comfortably in the cold with that setup, uh, without getting too hot and sweaty, you know, just comfortable. So I got those, I got a blue pair. It's kind of a, I don't know how to describe the blue, but what I didn't expect was my wife got me a matching long sleeve Fox Jersey. So like Ooh. my pant and Jersey combo look good, except there's one problem is I didn't know she bought those. <clears throat> and I got myself a pair of bright, completely 100% red specialized shoes. Whereas my Fox pants and Jersey match my old bot shoes really nicely. My shoes are going to stick out. It like oh, so dude, I bet that looks awesome though. No, 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 dude. Shoot, That's shoot the way accent go. colors are where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but That'll the jersey. Sick. Here's the problem. The jersey has kind of like a bronze, like bronze lettering on it, kind of color. It's gonna clash. Um, Quentin, you wanted to stand out with that old bike you just sold with the colors <laughs> and everything. And now you're complaining about standing out because your shoes don't match. Come on, dude. It's gonna look good. <laughs> We'll see. Hey, boys, I'm home. I'm home. This has been fun, but I miss my family. I haven't seen them all week, so I'm going to let you guys all go. All right, Ryan. God bless all right, see you. Right. We'll see you guys. I'll see it. There is one more thing I got, Kyle, that I do have to have to say. I'm almost bummed about how nice they are. Is uh, got myself a set of uh, P&W grips and, you know, the ODI Elite Pro lock-on grips I have used, and that's the first set of grips I've ever bought a, a repeat pair of that I was totally happy with. <clears throat> but I got these P and W grips because I thought it maybe would they would match my bike, and they don't really match the way I thought. But they're really good grips. Like I cannot believe how much I like them. Um, and they're P and W grips. Yeah, I think you would like them too because they feel thin. Like they definitely feel thinner. Than my other grips, but I don't feel like I'm losing out on cushion and squishiness. See, I might have to give that a try. Then I'll give those a squeeze next time you come up because 
I still haven't found a grip that I like. So I have hand problems. I think I've got arthritis in my knuckles and I haven't found a grip that I like the way that they feel and also like the way that they perform. So like, I definitely like a thinner feeling grip for control purposes. Um, but I can't keep riding that cause my hands are trashed at this point. Yeah. I can't believe how good they feel, uh, for how thin they also feel, you know, okay. I, I've usually yeah. on bicycles tend to prefer a, a thicker grip historically just for the extra squish, but sure. And I don't feel like I'm giving anything up with these. Um, some I haven't got to test. I did buy a set of uh, specialized tires with the grid gravity casing. I've got a butcher and an eliminator to put on my uh, enduro downhill wheels. Oh, nice. So okay. Hopefully I'll get to test those soon. Um, <laughs> gosh, the deep freeze of winter, though, is just brutal, man. Know. That's why I do projects. So that's why. So right now I've got my my dirt bike torn completely down to a frame and engine at this point. I'm rebuilding and replacing everything on it on the rebuild. So I mean it's it's going to be a completely new bike. The only thing that's staying is essentially the engine itself, the transmission, and then I guess the the entire frame. I didn't mess with. I didn't powder coat or anything. But every bearing, pivot point, suspension piece, everything else is getting touched and rebuilt and replaced. So. I say I get bored and I gotta I gotta keep the mind moving. I mean, you could go to the gym. Yeah, but that sounds awful. <laughs> That's probably where I'm headed as soon as we hang up. I've got to go at some point today. Well, see, I'm I'm just buying a gravel bike and I'm gonna throw that in the trainer downstairs and tell myself that I'm gonna do that this winter. And then eventually, maybe I'll buy a row machine. I just I can't go to the gym and wear a mask, man. I just can't do it. Oh, you have to do that up in the city. I think you do now still. Yeah. The gym I go to literally, well, the guy that owns it is very like anti mask and stuff. Right. There's, there's never been a mask and, mandate. Well, see, and, I don't, and, I, and I don't want that either. You know what I mean? I, I don't necessarily want to go to a gym with a bunch of sweaty, heavy mouth breathing people. Anyways, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I'd rather just be in my basement. I'd rather just not go to the gym. Like the whole process of parking your car, walking inside. Oh, no. Dude, it's all terrible. <laughs> It's all I did the home gym thing a couple years ago. I bought a barbell, bought bought plates, really nice, thick, dense rubber mats. I bought bought a uh, a bench press slash squat rack thing. Like I had everything I needed to lift. And I found that I actually hated doing it at home in the basement by myself. (laughs) And I I admit, like, I just am in such a better mood when I go to the nice, brightly lit, colorful gym and there's other people around. I don't even talk to them, but just being around other humans. And However, I would like to have a trainer. So real quick, and then we'll be, we'll just be done. This is the most random podcast we've ever done. I know, no, 100%. Uh, I know, I, I shouldn't even publish it, but whatever, we don't get paid for this. Um, <laughs> Reese Financial Group. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, where was I going? Okay, your trainer. So you've got the trainer that you you put the bike on. Are those those kind like you have? I don't know anything about them. Are they adjustable or do they just kind of have like one tension and like that's it? So the one that I have. So by the way, you can absolutely find a used trainer that's worth purchasing for fifty dollars. Like they're all over the yeah. they're all over well, Facebook Marketplace. But here's the thing with those though, I would need, I need a a 
bike that I can put a trainer compatible tire on. Well, I mean, you could you could you could spin any of your mountain bike tires. You're just gonna get feedback. You know what I mean? You'd be fine. It wouldn't like but tear them up. The tires I mean a little like bit, but, you, but, you, but you've got a million you've got a million dead tires sitting at your house. Throw a tube in it. Who cares? Well, that is true. I've actually I don't any. Oh, I should I knew I should have saved one. I burned like a mountain of tires a while back of just old <laughs> used torn up tires. Well, so uh, either way though, I mean, like worst I case scenario, track, you, I have an old, I have an old Bont Rager XR3, the old version yeah, that I can throw on and use as my, my trainer tire. Right. So the only thing you would need to buy would be an axle. So you would buy the trainer for 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. And then you'd spend like 30 bucks on a Robert axle project axle or Saris yeah. um, or whoever you want to buy it from. But yeah. And then, so then once you get it, it's one tension, you can apply a little bit more pressure to it. But once you get that set, you change the tension based on your gearing that you're in. So if you were a right. single speed, you'd kind of be in bad shape, but you would just shift through the gears like normal. So I could put a, a knobby tire on there and it would still work. Yeah, yeah, you would feel it. I mean, you would feel it running through there, and it would tear your tire up. Um, but it, yeah, it'd be okay. Well, eventually, it just wear all the knobs off, and then it'd be smooth. You know, who cares? It doesn't matter, right? I mean, like yeah, I said, I mean, if you right. got a tire, you're gonna trash anyways. But you could at least do that, and then get like my goal is to just do 30 minutes, like go down. I mean, really, really for me, it's an office episode or a, or a Parks and Rec episode. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Just crank through, crank through one at a time, and just do 30 minutes a day. That's oh, I've my, done it, man. I've been in the gym and I've done an hour. I think I did a two-hour ride once on a stationary bike in the gym, just watching shows on my phone. It was awful. It was that's so awful. Which is why I've pretty well switched to if I go to the gym, I do strength training because I like doing that. And if I if I want to spin, I just bundle up and ride my actual bike. Well, and that's kind of it too. Is that I, like I've always liked having a road bike or gravel bike in the stable, uh, just because there you definitely get to be points in time in the winter where n nothing is rideable. I mean, like people say, Chubb's always rideable or Lost Valley's always rideable, but it's not. Like, dude, I don't, I don't really want to go put my bike through that. And so, jumping on gravel or road is so much more manageable to do through the freeze thaw. I mean, like really between now and like the last week of March, like trails are going to be absolutely trash, like hundred percent guaranteed, like no, hardly any chance at all of getting on dry, clean dirt between now and the end of March. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know anything about this, but, uh, Berryman Ozark trail, always rideable, always. always rideable. Right. But that's, but again, that's two <laughs> hours away for me. You know what I mean? Right, like that's, that's a, true. that is a lot farther. I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't even want to walk across a parking lot in suburbia to get to a gym, man. I, I want to just walk down to my basement and slap on a pair of riding shorts, clip into my shoes and then just spin for 30 minutes and call it a day. Cause that's, it's not a great workout, but it's way more than I'm doing now. And I'm wildly unfit at the moment. That's fair. That's fair. And my wife is a good cook and she keeps making cookies and it's not helping. I don't want to tell her to stop, but I also don't know what to do. I'm a mess right now, man. I'll be honest. Oh, I got to lose. I don't know how I'm going to lose weight and I've been eating, counting my calories and stuff. Of course our scale, like I've got to get batteries for it. So I don't even know what I weigh, but. <laughs> so here's how you do it. You switch to black coffee. No more V8 energies. No, cut out, cut out all 50 calories a can, dude. It's cut out, cut out all sugars. And move more than you eat. That's how you do it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's why I count the calories. 
Nobody likes it, but that's, how, but that's how it works. <laughs> it's, 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 just easier, it's easier when I can ride because I can burn off an extra three, four, five hundred 500 calories a day to get that boost. As long as I don't eat those extras, you know, it's a lot easier. But right. what I'm going to go do right now, I'm, I'm building muscle because the more muscle you have, the more energy you burn just existing. i say that it's like how much muscle am i going to build in a month and a half two months you know not much (laughs) i need to do something man i i need to start so i think spinning on a bike in the house is the start and then after that i need to get in the gym i i I do i need to start lifting again i haven't i I was in the gym four days a week up until the pandemic regularly i mean like Oh yeah, yeah. And while we were training for that rock climbing trip, you know, I, I was trying to put on, I was trying to trim down and then also put on a ton of leg muscle because we we were we had that rock climbing clip rock tr- rock climbing trip planned that was going to be uh, twenty seven hundred vertical foot of elevation over the period of one mile, carrying a seventy five pound pack, followed by a thirty two hundred foot or no, a twenty four hundred foot vertical climb, dragging a ninety pound pack. So, I mean, like I had, I mean, my body was not fit at all for that. So I was, I was nine months straight of four days a week in the gym. Huh. You know, what's sad is I predict, uh, January 21st, 2023, we're going to have the same conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, well, so here's the thing though, is that I, I, we have rescheduled that, that rock climbing trip got canceled because of COVID. I mean, like we, we, we planned our, our pregnancy around that trip. And so we had to cancel it this year uh, in 2020 because the park was closed. We couldn't travel. And then, so we all got fat again after that. And then, uh, then we, then all the, you know, we had all the cam surgeries and all the stuff that we were going through with that last year. So this year we're trying to get back on the horse and we're scheduling for uh, May of 23, I think is what we're shooting for. Oh, gotcha. So, right. yeah, so I'll, this is this is the start. Spinning a bike a couple times a week is the start. Trying to do thirty mile weekends and you know d- doing rides that actually burn calories uh, this year. And then I'll I'll probably get back into it heavy again July August and try to start packing it on. Give myself another like seven eight months before our trip. Gotcha. Well, I'm gonna harass you uh, in the Facebook group chat pretty consistently about how much you've been spinning in your basement. So yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, we have to. That that and I get I get waxed by all my buddies that ride I ride dirt bikes with that weigh weigh a lot more than me, and so I can't uh, I can't keep doing that, man. I got to get better fitness so I can start getting more miles on the dirt bike and keeping up with those guys. Good point. <laughs> all right, well, uh, if you listener stuck with us to the end of this podcast, uh, you need to let us know so we can give you a high five or something next time we see you. <laughs> Right. Because this was basically me ranting for 20 minutes about the flat pedal industry, uh, followed by what we got for Christmas, right? <laughs> Briefly. And now complaining about our uh, fitness regimen. It's pathetic. <laughs> and a personal conversation between Clint and Kyle. <laughs> yeah, this, this is like uh, the worst podcast we've ever done. So yeah. So if uh, you're listening, the next one will be better. Whether or not you're going to jump on the podcast with us, because we've got a couple of guests we're going to try to bring on in the next month. If you're listening to it and this, you're listening to this one to decide if being on this podcast is worth your time. Please don't make this the judgment call for you. Yeah, go go pick a different one. Pick any, any other one just go pick any random other one we've ever done it'd probably be better <laughs> right yep all right man well hey guys thanks a lot for listening clint always yeah. good well i will say kyle if we get the guy i messaged today to come on and talk i have a feeling it's going to be one of the biggest ones we've ever done 
Yeah, I mean, like since since Shepard, probably yeah. I, it, like, it would be one of the bigger, more listened to conversations because there's not a lot of info out there yet. And I would love to be the like the first piece of media out there outside of what exists currently. So, well, the the biggest one we've ever that we've ever done was uh, the, the BT Epic review. Um, was it with Rogan? Either that or my rapid react. It was one of the BT Epic podcasts. Um, OK, there's just a lot of people that do that, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, preview for this year yeah my rapid reaction to the to racing the epic was heads and tails by far we've never we don't have anything that's gotten uh you know our next biggest one compared to that one has gosh it's 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 not it's it's a a a fourth a less than a fourth of what I got on that one is our next biggest podcast. Wow. Listeners. Wow. So, okay. and I'm going to do, we're going to, there's going to be more in this podcast moving forward. Uh, it's not just going to be Enduro bro podcast because I'm planning to do more endurance type races. Um, one, cause in our area, like that kind of riding for me is very readily available. Um, it helps with the enduro fitness side of things and there's there's races close to me and they're on saturdays so you know i'm on staff on a church that means i don't even have to worry about do i need to plan around this too hard uh, i can do the race and be home you know that within an hour <laughs> from when i finish if i want right. uh, and um once i did the epic it it changed me mentally um <laughs> i'm like i didn't do well and you know i've never really won a mountain bike race really and it kind of that's what drives me to like i want to go back and do a lot better and i think if my knee hadn't been in pain it really wasn't as miserable as i thought it was going to be and now that i've done that many miles like you know doing one lap at Berryman, which is only 26 miles and when I've done 52 and a half, it's like, I could do some longer races. I could do some cross country. Not not saying I'm going to be good at it, but like, I don't, I don't dread it or despise it. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's racing bicycles. So. Right. There's going to be more content around that. Uh, I probably still will never be out there just in my Lycra. Uh, I'm still going to have a visor on my helmet. So. <laughs> I'm still going to be wearing the whatever shoes I have. Like, I'm not going to go buy a second set of shoes and move my, you know, I'm still going to be running the downhill shoes with my cleats all the way back and a visor on my helmet and a T-shirt and, and baggy shorts. <laughs> they might be pretty lightweight. You know, I have pretty lightweight ones, but um, certainly going to be more content that's based around that kind of racing and riding coming soon definitely yep all right. all right man well have a good one i'll let you go thanks for listening everybody uh we will try to get a much more organized theme for the next, we'll do time. Better next time i promise yep yep see you bye cheers guys